0: The Dad University podcast helps fathers learn what they're not taught in school. We offer dads advice on parenting, relationships, and family life. We may not have all the answers, but we're certainly going to have some fun trying. And we are back. We are back. I'm Jason Kreidman. I'm Alan Bush. And this is the Dad University podcast, episode two hundred and eighty-seven. Two eighty-seven. Two eighty-seven. Alan, good evening. Nice to see you again.
1: Yes, virtually, In Hello. the wonders
0: of the web. We're still able to do it. Nothing's yep. stop us. I'm not, right. you know, I'm not going to let just some coronavirus thing happen. <laughs> I'm not going to let a global pandemic stop. Yeah, me. I'm not going to let a global pandemic keep me talking to you, um, interesting episode today. We 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 usually try to go really positive, but this one is about mistakes, mm-hmm. which, you know, I mean, I guess you can think of it as a positive because you're gonna learn the mistakes so that you don't make them. Right. Um, but we're gonna do seven mistakes that we all make as dads. I'm gonna touch on them, why I think they're a mistake. Okay. And hopefully people can learn from them. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I'm, I'm all set. Um, also, too, wanted to mention um, my program. The Dad University program is up. And you can go to daduniversity.com and click on program. And basically, it's a ton of curriculum, uh, weekly live Q&A, uh, support, discussions. It's pretty amazing. And if I do say so myself. <laughs> You're not just um, saying that because you built it. <laughs> yeah, I, well and the people going through it are saying that which is awesome too that's great yeah good yeah no very proud of it it's it it was a really a lot of work and i'll uh, speak to
1: this you you know uh long time coming i think you've been working on this for many years in concept but now it's like coming to fruition full circle yeah
0: months months of head to the grindstone like literally day and night free time as well as not free time weekends, everything working on this and getting this going. So no, it's awesome to have it out and people can, people can apply, uh, it's, you know, got to make sure it's a good fit for the program, but, um, we'll see. Yeah. So good. So the seven mistakes that we all make as dads, um, I don't think, you know, oftentimes people don't tell us ahead of time or they were not even going to tell us that it's a mistake. Right. I like telling people straight up, at least my opinion, Um, (laughs) we're, we're all going to make these mistakes. I mean, these are things that we all do. And I, I, you know, there's no perfect parenting. It's a lifelong experience. And part of that is messing up. I mean, that's, that's how you learn a lot of times. And we're all guilty. So a lot of times our heart is in the right place, but we just may not be doing things exactly how we should. So here we go. Number one, we do too much for our kids and some people look at me and go well what are you talking about like i would do anything for my child yes but if you know your child is old enough to carry a backpack or to have a backpack for school they should carry it themselves those are the kinds of things that we do so getting them dressed carrying them carrying things for them making them food like All kinds of stuff. Now, of course, when they are very young, they're often, we don't think that they're very capable, but they are often much more capable than we give them credit for. Yeah. And, you know, I think the intention for many dads who do these things and that do a ton for them and moms do it too, their intention is good. You know, they're doing it out of love. They're doing these things for their children because they want to help them. And oftentimes that's how they show love. But as the child gets older, you know, when a child's older and you're like making their lunch every day for them and packing their, like they, they need to be able to do it themselves in order to grow, build their self-esteem and establish their own work ethic. So if you really want to help them, yeah, that's what you're doing by allowing them to do these things for themselves.
1: Yeah. And you if know? they make mistakes and you guide got them along the way, I think that's the the really key ingredient there. I mean, you know, my daughter's saying please right now. She's only one and a half. Yeah. You know, so it's just little things that she'll start to understand and absorb.
0: Yeah, and I recall even, and, you know, as a child, my, my parents, like, I, we had a bunch of things, responsibilities. We had to do our laundry. I mean, very young. Yeah. And I was taught, here's how you do it. Here's how you put it in the wash. You, yeah. you know? And it wasn't that my parents were lazy or that anything. It was like they were... <laughs> us the work ethic yeah you know, that and i think that that was an important thing that all three of us have a good work ethic i'd like to think that that's i'm not taking credit for that that's a result of my parents yeah you know and them you know building that up for us that we had to take care of ourselves and like we always knew that they were there sure we had to do a lot of stuff for ourselves yeah so i think we don't give kids enough credit too that they're you know that they can yeah but they, and they'll complain in the beginning, like I see the kid complaining that he doesn't want to carry his backpack. Right, you know, and it's like, too bad, it's your yeah, back.
1: Exactly. Yeah, right.
0: You know, same thing when we were traveling; they, the kids wanted to bring their own suitcase. <laughs> you know, so you want to bring your own suitcase, fine, you are carrying it. <laughs> you know? versus us just sticking a little bit of clothes in our, you know, suitcase. Yeah, you your own suitcase you're carrying. I don't want to carry my own. You know, but report <laughs> and you've gone. You know three terminals over, they're like, I don't want to carry this anymore. You know, it's like you're rolling it. It's not that big of a
1: deal. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Could be a lot worse.
0: As they ride on it.
1: Right. Yeah. Now they have ones. They have steering wheels on it. Yeah. It's four (laughs) wheels. It's
0: like, anyways, uh, number two, we yell too much. Um, you know, raising your voice works. It does at least for a little bit. You know, I, I think that sometimes, you know, we try to get people's attention by yelling and you get your point across by being loud. But the problem is, is that when you do it too often, the kids will just turn, tune you out. Yeah. They'll no longer want to hear you. Yeah. And so you got to be careful with that. It's- well, and
1: also the, the size of the kid, depending on how old they are. I mean, if they're like preteens and everything like that, yeah, they're a little, they understand you as a person a little bit differently than a little toddler who right. you're this giant person saying a lot of loud things. You're just, you, it's scary. You know, if yeah. you think about it, when someone's yelling and raising their voice, you're, you're at a whole different decibel. Well, and, level. and what are
0: you teaching them? You're teaching them that like, in order to solve a problem, you have to yell, your, you know, you have to yell, you have yeah. to raise your voice. Exactly. And I, I think just in general men and dads have a tendency to raise their voice a little too often. And it's mm-hmm. like, you know, the default mode for me long time ago, if I got upset was just raising my voice. Like, yeah, how I solved a problem. Right. Um, you know, I I didn't know what else to do. And I think that that's that's part of the issue is that mm-hmm. you know, you don't know the techniques and the tools on how to solve a certain situation, and so you yell. You
1: I, I want to give a shout out to my my uh I think it was my sophomore year roommate, maybe maybe junior Oh I remember you telling junior me. Junior year, you. yeah. I'll tell you again because for the listeners. That's he, good. He, he uh <laughs> We were talking we were talking back and forth, and I'm getting kind of loud. We're getting heated discussion. It wasn't like an argument. it was just getting discussing. We start talking loud. You want to say as much as you can, louder than the other guys, so you can get yep. your point across. And he just went, okay. <laughs> he whispered it and <laughs> made me laugh. And then it took me back down. I'm like, okay, I realize I'm being way louder. And that was yeah. such a great technique to do that, because if he was trying to yell over me, I'd be like yelling over him, and we'd be talking way yeah, louder. We I mean, weren't even arguing.
0: Yeah, it's funny because we get really upset when our child yells, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, oh, well, where did they learn that? <laughs> exactly. It wasn't from me. No yeah. way. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you begin to learn when you learn like techniques of becoming, you know, a little bit more effective in your communication and yeah. start saying things that the child understands. You know, sometimes you do really feel like you're repeating yourself, but it's okay. You know, yeah, that's going to happen. Happens. Um, You're doing the same thing when you repeat yell too. I mean, the, the kids are still learning. You're still learning. So, yeah. Number three, we don't apologize to our child. So, you know, I think what happens is, is we get upset. We yell at our children. We handle a situation in a poor way. and We don't actually apologize to them. And so what ends up happening is like, we think that, They're just, that's the, like, it's okay for us to do that. And I think that apologizing is very important. And the reason for it is because it's monkey see monkey do. Mm -hmm. I'd say, Hey, I'm really sorry for the way I handled that situation. I could have been more calm or I could have listened to what you had to say. And by doing this, you know, your child recognizes that you made a mistake and they will model that behavior. And I've seen it firsthand because I've apologized. And then I see my children do the same thing. And they'll come up and say, hey, dad, you know what? I could have handled that a lot better. I shouldn't have yelled there. And that's because I modeled that exact same situation. Yeah. You know, I've, I may have raised my voice and I go back and I say, you know what? I shouldn't have done that. I, I really, you know, there was a better way of handling that." And so the apologies come much quicker. Situation gets to be put behind you. You just don't have to deal with it. Right and you know they're going to mimic that behavior so if you want your child to uh, you know behave or act in a certain way then you got to model that behavior um, number 4 not enough positive reinforcement so we are really good at criticizing our children in other <laughs> ways um, they do something wrong but what about when they do something right and you know just because we typically expect it Then we don't usually feel like we need to comment about it. Yeah. Hey, you picked up your toys. Great. I asked you multiple times to pick up your toys. (laughs) (laughs) Fifteen times I asked you to pick up your toys. Yeah. But with positive reinforcement, you you are reinforcing that behavior that you want them to repeat. Yeah. So you might say, "Hey, thank you for picking up your toys. I really appreciate that." Yeah. The positive reinforcement is typically a show of gratitude that's the other thing that, you know, the nuance is because there's a whole other thing about you don't want the children being responsible for your emotions. So you don't want to say, Hey, thank you for picking up your toys. That made me happy. Like you don't want to say that. Yeah. Um, they're not responsible for your emotions. It's just, Hey, I really appreciate that. It's gratitude. Gratitude. You know. Or I saw the way that you included your sister when you were playing. Thank you for doing that. Yeah. That's it. And yep. we just, Don't provide enough positive reinforcement. I mean, we don't do it in relationships either. Yeah. And we often just deal so much with the negative. We have a tendency to point out the negative and we forget to focus on the positive. And I think you're better off just ignoring the negative completely and only focusing on the positive. You're going to get a lot more traction, a lot more behavior that you're looking to see that way. And, and that works for friends and family and spouses and everybody else, you know, Yep. They tell you, you know, hey, oh my gosh, honey, you know, you're so amazing that you clean my car. You don't think you're going to want to clean the car again? (laughs) Exactly. You know, oh, I'm going to clean the car every weekend, you
1: know? (laughs) Uh,
0: That's that's what we do. (laughs) Five is not enough affection. You know, I think a lot of men give the excuse that, you know, well, I didn't really receive much affection from my dad and that's just sort of the way I was raised. Um, Doesn't matter. There are, there really aren't any good excuses for not giving your child affection. If the child, you know, benefits from your affection, then do it. That's yeah. it. Like there's no, you can use the excuse for only so long, but it's like, it's not really, you know, a good excuse. And, you know, moms are often just a little better at it. You know, they might be more inclined to do it. Um, but I, but I, I do see, you know, I do see improving improvements with men, you know, I and mean, I think we are becoming more affectionate with our children and, you know, cause there's a whole generation of fathers that like didn't even hug or kiss their children. Yeah. Very little affection. And so, you know, it's been proven in babies that affection stimulates your brain development, their overall well being, everything. Sure. You know, I I think that as the children gets older, as the child gets older, like the affection is even more important for them to feel close. And, you know, when they're teens, they're going to probably want less affection uh, just because they're, they, they want their distance, but you still need to provide it to them. You know, there's going to be different boundaries. You might not, you know, smother them with kisses when they're at school, they're a teen dropping them off, but (laughs) You, you might still give them a hug when they come home or, you know, uh, uh, put your arm around them or, yeah. you know, whatever. And, and, and those kinds of things of just you know, sur- still respecting their, their comfort, but also, you know, they'll become, they'll become more comfortable with it. The more often you've done it as they were growing up, you know, um, I, and I've had to make a conscious effort because I am not as affectionate just by default, so I have to actually say, okay, I'm going to go, I'm going to go hug my children. I'm going to go like, I'll, sometimes it doesn't come naturally.
1: Yeah.
0: You know? And I say like, okay, well, like tonight I'm going to go home. I want to make sure that I give my kids a hug and kiss and like, I'll have to talk to myself about it because it, it just might not be the default and that's right. a, okay. it's mm-hmm. totally okay, but you still got to do it. Right. And, and I, I mean, I always feel better after a hug from my kids. <laughs> sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, So yeah, it's great. Number six, we lack empathy. I think this is a big mistake. You know, looking at the situation from the other person's perspective, seeing it as them, feeling it as them, it really allows you to understand their point of view. And having empathy for our kids just goes a long way. Yeah. And I think as dads, we're we're often trying to solve problems. You know, we're, trying to take control, we're trying to provide answers. And that's often not what is needed. You know, sometimes it is really just, wow, I'm, I'm sorry you're feeling that way. Right. You know, uh, my daughter just hurt her leg yesterday. They were playing outside. It's be. Like, oh, well, what were you doing? Why'd you do that? Or how'd you hit that? Or, oh, you'll be fine. You know, like, no, it was, oh, wow, that looks like it hurts. You know, is there something I can help you? You know, it's, it's understanding like, yeah, the person's going through pain. She was upset. Yeah. And, you know, saying it's just okay, rub some dirt on it. Like, it's <laughs> not going to solve the problem. It's not right. going to make <laughs> yeah. the person feel good. You don't feel good when someone says that. Yeah. And um, yeah, I think just when we are empathetic, our child feels heard and understood and that promotes the connection. Mm-hmm. And so I think we, we make that mistake a lot by not being empathetic enough yeah Um, and then number seven is just not being present when we should be you know i i think it is difficult to be present all the time it's not that's not what i'm saying but i think just being mindful of when you should be yeah but when your child you're at a game and you're watching your child perform or they're doing something and you're looking at your phone or you're replying to emails and you know, in the middle of a board game with your child or whatever. <laughs> it's like, you're better off just not being there and go do what you need to do. You know, and I often say that, like, if you need to work, go work. If you need to play and, or, you know what, then play. Yeah. You know, be present. Don't try to accomplish both at the same time because both of them lose out. Yep. You know? Your work's not going to be as effective and your child knows that you're not even present.
1: Yeah. And they're aware of that, especially they're going to
0: be much more appreciative if you just went and go did your work, finish. Yeah. Then come back out and be attentive and be, you know, and be present. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and for me, you know, quality time is a big deal. It's like, you know, how do you feel if you're part, you're sitting there having a conversation and the person looks, on, looks at their phone, Yeah, you know, they're fubbing you
1: <laughs>
0: as we've talked about. Yeah. Um, I, I, that's, that's a problem for me. And so I, I absolutely make a conscious effort to not do that to other people
1: yeah it's funny
0: it's I, perfect I, he, but no
1: but but i think i do the same thing if i'm with somebody and i'm talking to them i i talk to them and i don't i don't even look at my phone
0: I, well you're good yeah you're you put your phone away I,
1: or, yeah i don't have that's why it's hard to get a hold of me because my phone's not on there's no I know, that's what I was it's,
0: referring to yeah yeah
1: most <laughs> people hate me for that reason but that's usually on the other end of it when they're trying to get a hold of me. alan like,
0: it's been six minutes why have you not replied exactly it's ridiculous Customers
1: like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I have clients like that too. It's like, well, I was, I, even my own you know, family. In some cases, Most, my mom's cool about it, but some other family members are like, "Yeah, the question mark?" You know, like a, five minutes later on a text, it's like, "Dude, I." Yeah.
0: I did a question mark to you, but that was a day later.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's fine. So that was give fine. You to I, it.
0: I didn't feel bad about that.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, it, I think just you know, it is. There's a lot of mistakes that we're gonna make. Um, but I, I think it's important that we, you know, we, when we're taking the role seriously, that we just learn from our mistakes, be honest with ourselves. Yeah. Um, and you know, if we're not doing something in the right way, then you fix it. Yeah. You know, it doesn't mean you're bad, you know, that you're a bad father or anything. It's just, it's the opposite. You're trying to improve. You're recognizing that the relationship that you have with your child is important that you want to grow with them. Yeah. And you know mistakes are going to be made just try not to make too much of them and the same one twice you know? <laughs> yeah. and don't make really big mistakes the little ones are okay
1: yeah exactly
0: if alan if anyone has any feedback comments concerns they want to um, give us wonderful reviews what should they do
1: they should email us podcast at daduniversity.com for any suggestions for the show they actually would like to hear some feedback if you have any things you want to talk about, that'd be really great. Um, please go to all the social media channels, or at least one of them, and go to Dad Can University. We still have a MySpace. I think we have a Friendster. Um, and then Dad University, uh, Dad Univ in the most cases, except Wasn't that an MySpace. Oh, that's a
0: d- different one, that's an adult thing,
1: yeah. We're not doing that one. <laughs>
0: um,
1: uh, YouTube, especially if you, if you don't count that as social media. Um, please you go can to comment. yeah. comments there, videos, uh, a lot of great stuff. At least leave a like and subscribe to that channel. Maybe hit that little bell so you get notified um, yep. that new things are coming on board. And if nothing else, please go to the podcatcher that you're listening to us on right now and hit subscribe. Big review. Leave a big review, five stars, thumbs up, um, share it with your friends. It really
0: helps perpetuate the show, and we'd love to hear from you. That's awesome. Well, Alan, as always, thank you. Thank you. uh, We will see you next time. See you next time.